First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome back to the Enterprise Fleet Summit. Uh, my name is James Reed. I'm the president and CEO of USA Truck. I'm joined here today by Tim Guin, who is our chief commercial officer here at USA Truck. And we're going to speak about something we're super passionate about, and that's our culture shift to profitability. So I'll go ahead and get started and just say, for those of you that know a lot about the industry, USA Truck was in a pretty tough situation for a number of years. We called it the lost decade, where the company just kind of lost money repeatedly. And our team was brought in to help repair that and to fix that. When we got here, there was a version of a mission, vision, and values, but it was, I always say, handed from the CEO to the people, kind of like the Ten Commandments were handed from God to Moses. And the team didn't really participate in the formation of that. Um, if you think about our general business philosophy as a leadership team, there's this great article from Michael Porter called What is Strategy? And he talks about how you differentiate in a commoditized market. And the way you differentiate is through your execution. And so when we went about to, to address this, we had to form a team that understood culturally and at least philosophically what we were trying to accomplish. You know, you don't go to a doctor and everybody has the same ailment and everybody gets the same treatment. You know, USA Truck needed a customized treatment. So we brought awesome people like Tim to the team that understand philosophically what we're trying to do. And then we started working together to craft our own version of vision and values. And so that's kind of where we started our journey. Um, we engaged our employee constituents. We had 29 people that were part of that. Our employees formed um, our own vision and values statements. And that really has become the baseline for everything we're going to talk about today. So with that, Tim, I think I'll kick it over to you and maybe see if you have anything to add to that and maybe introduce yourself a little bit more. Yeah, I'm Tim Gewin, uh, EVP and Chief Commercial Officer here at USA. Got uh, 33 years in the business and uh, just thrilled to be here the last four years working with James and the team. And James has framed it up very well. I mean, it's about people. And uh, first few weeks that uh, I came to USA, I asked people, what business are we in? And people would say, we're in the trucking business. And uh, I would always say, no, we're not in the trucking business. We're in the people business. Trucking is what we do. And it's all about culture to what James uh, alluded to. And one of the things that really excited me and intrigued me to, uh, to talk to James about USA in an interview was seeing the values, the vision, the values of USA. And it's really what brought me here. And, and uh, we, t we tell our marketing and sales team, hey, you know, we have to serve others. And it's uh, you, you can't you can't live two lives. Whatever your life is at home and whatever your belief system is, you have to believe in something bigger than yourself. And that, that's your organization. That could be your family. That could be your, your faith, whatever those things are. But in order to do that, we're all built to serve. So we started taking on that mentality. Hey, that we're in the we are in the trucking industry. We're in the people business. And we and so you have to believe in something bigger than yourself and you have to put more in than you take out. You know, it's not just about 
money and and those kind of things. The money will follow the behaviors. And that was really one thing that I think that really uh, helped us is, is the behavior will bring the money. Uh, if you're doing the right things, you're focused in the right ways on the right things and service and servicing others, the money will follow. So I'll turn it back over to you, James. Yeah, Tim, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, it's funny, you know, we have on our board some really experienced people, and one of them is a former private equity person. And when we started talking about culture, he was kind of like, why are we talking about this? And we're so lucky to have on our board the former chief HR officer of Walmart. And she said, this is exactly what we should be talking about. A lot of our team are finance people, including myself. And it's easy to fall into the numbers. But what you realize, especially in a market like ours, in a business like ours, is that the only thing that really matters is is the people. And, you know, if you look at our competitive set, people make different strategic decisions about how much will they be in different modalities and how much will they be in different geographies. And those are ways that we can differentiate our business. But at the end of the day, uh, it comes down to the culture the trust, the execution, the values of the organization. I love what you said. There's got to be this continuity between your personal life and your professional life. We tell people all the time, if your values don't align with the company values, you probably shouldn't work here. And we don't feel bad about saying that. There's no animus uh, when we say that to people. I think it's interesting too. We started to have some early success, Tim. And then, um, you know, 2019 hit. And uh, it would have been really easy for us to go, oh my gosh, you know, our, our culture didn't work. Um, but in fact, we actually had on a relative basis compared to our peers, we did better through 2019 than anybody else. I'd love to hear kind of what your thoughts were in 2019. You know, how did we handle, you know, this journey that we're on when we have this industry-wide hiccup? Well, we were very fortunate uh, that we had lots of great relationships with customers. Um, customers knew USA had, was a great brand. Uh, for many years. And then we had the, uh, you know, four CEOs in five years. And then you came, James, and we just had to go out and tell our story. Um, you know, we had to help our customers understand what our intentions were and that we, it, this was something new. It'd be a new experience for them. Um, and uh, that, that was the biggest thing. And so we, we were able to get in to see some customers that we weren't in before. And, uh, and even in a downturn, because they were curious and they wanted to help us. Uh, I, I was really shocked at how many people were pulling for us in, a, in, in the downturn. Um, can you say a little bit more about how customers reacted to our vision and values and um, kind of how that resonated with them? Because I found it to be a, a point of um, a unifying point between us and our customers that when we would talk about culture, they would talk about culture. Inevitably, we'd be like, oh, my gosh, our cultures overlap like this. And this is why it's such a great fit. Can you say a little bit more about how those conversations went? Absolutely. You know, we would always pull down the customer's vision and values. A lot, most customers have it in, displayed in their building. And we would always say, hey, you know, this is similar. This is what your values are. This is what our values are going forward. And it really connected the dots for both of us. Say, hey, this is where you are and want to be. And this is where we are and where we want to go. I mean, we, we really didn't have those values. Uh, their experience in the past was bad. Uh, USA there for a period of time with all the different uh, leadership teams. And they just wanted some stability and wanted to know what we were on track to do and really what our true, uh, where our true heart was in the value system that we were bringing in there to help them solve their problems. And we told our team, hey, 
it's very important to get to know the customer's business better than they do and find out what their goals are and things that, 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 that they need from us. And let's connect into that. You know, I mentioned earlier Michael Porter's article, which we now read and reread every year um, as we go into our strategy sessions. I think it might be helpful to people to understand, too, some of the frameworks that we've used. And so one of the frameworks we use, we there's a book called uh, Leading Change by an author named Joe or uh, John Cotter, an author named John Cotter. And he's a professor at Harvard Business School and really widely recognized as, you know, the worldwide leader on change management. And he's got a nice kind of multi-step process about how to lead change in organizations. And we more or less followed that to a T on our leadership team. And, you know, we formed our vision and values. We created urgency. We formed a leading coalition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's interesting to me, whether it's 40X or, you know, Jack Welch's books or, you know, Leading Change, they all kind of teach the same things. And we got to this point, gosh, Tim, I think it was probably two and a half years ago at this point, where the vision of values, which is kind of what everybody does, had only taken us so far. And I think you you probably remember this. I went off and visited with a consultant friend of mine, and we went on a golf trip, actually. And all we did was talk about culture, 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 culture. And we came back from that and really devised the next step in our cultural evolution, which I think most of our leaders would say is when we really caught fire from a cultural standpoint. And just for the listeners, I'll kind of highlight what we did and then I would love your perspective on it. You know, you know, the basics of the framework are you define what your key three results are. And again, you can think about you know, 40X, if you've read that book, and they say, what's your wildly important goal? It's kind of the same idea. So what are your top key results that you're managing? And then the new kind of revolutionary idea for us, what are the C1 or culture one to C2, culture two beliefs that need to happen? When it comes to vision and values, values are timeless. They are ne- relatively never changing. When it comes to beliefs, when you have key results that you're focusing on, they're different. They're timely. It's the specific behaviors right now that are required to achieve those results. And so we went through this process with our team again to identify the kind of six key behaviors that we needed to have in in our business uh, to be successful right now. And when we rolled that process out through the whole organization and got really great alignment, I feel like it changed the whole dynamic at USA Truck. I, how do you feel about that? And I know you've got them here in the notes. Maybe you'd review what some of those are that, that, that were right for us. They may not be right for other people's organizations, but they were right for us. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Right. You know, it, is, it goes back to what we talked about. It is people. Man, everything that we did in our, from going from our C1 to our C2 culture to this new culture, it's, people have to be careful. You can have a cultural campaign and people say, hey, this is our new culture. And they put up banners and then they forget about it. Right. The key is that consistency and ongoing and not changing course on your uh, on your goals. Uh, 
you can't be this thing today and on your goals. Uh, you can't be this thing today and, and, and not go the way you want it to and not fight through it and then switch to something else. And all of a sudden you got a different strategy than what you started out with. And you're doing a, a lot of swerving uh, left to right and you're really not staying on track. And, and we I think the biggest challenge for any organization is to stay on track and not give up, even if you fail. Uh, you keep going. And I think, James, you know, serving others, being accurate, USAT strong, bringing solutions, creating diversity and being focused. Those are behaviors. Right. So we think about technology and people. And what I believe and see what we've done here different than anybody else is we, we don't spend a lot of time trying to build technology, although we built some things that have worked very well for us. We've also got some we've got some great technology partners but it's the behavior that drives it. It's what's in the heart and it, it inspires people to create new technologies and to use the technologies to the best of their abilities to be able to do all those things I just mentioned in a C2 cur- uh, culture because, you know, we didn't have stability before. We didn't have alignment. Our strategy was sketchy and it was changing all the time with different leadership. People were blaming each other and we really weren't serving our team members. But once we got some consistency and leadership, stayed the course, people started to see the results and started to believe. And that's that's the story of USA. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's funny. I think a lot of people that'll see this know you and know me well. And we're high energy guys and we can kind of tend to be a little ADD and be all over the place. And that's okay in executive interactions. It's not okay in organizational interactions. And so to Tim's very good point, We've been really consistent and super disciplined about being like right between the lanes in terms of, you know, these C1 to C2 culture beliefs. We talk about it literally every single day. And um, our coworkers do a lot of storytelling to reinforce those behaviors um, so that we create this narrative in the organization about what we value and what we're trying to accomplish. And then align that with people that are actually doing it. And it just creates this, this snowball effect that's just really hard to describe. Um, I'd love to shift a little bit towards the results, Tim. And I'm tempted to do this myself, but I'd like to just kind of throw it over the wall to you. Like, how has all of this cultural stuff, which we really think is our secret sauce, by the way, how has it manifested itself in results that like gives you confidence that it's the right thing? Well, that's the right. When, when people are focused on accountability, uh, cadence uh, of accountability, on, having an ownership mentality, uh, scorecarding and measuring things for success. So those behaviors I talked about earlier, having the, the heart, the, the on it mentality, uh, when you do those things and you hold yourself accountable, that's when things really turn. When people start feeling accountable to themselves uh, and I don't know if you remember this, James, on a Wednesday stand-up meeting, I asked the whole organization, how many of you raised your hand, felt like you had to come to work today? And how many of you felt like you wanted to come to work today? And, you know, lots of people raised their hand. They wanted to come because it became less work when they started holding themselves accountable. And those type behaviors, the money always follows that. Awesome. Well, I think we're close to being out of time here. I really enjoyed as I always do, talking with you, Tim. I think I'll just try to recap for the listeners what we've talked about here today. We started with clarity about what our strategy was and what our goals were. We then engaged the organization to figure out what 
we valued and what our long-term vision was as an organization. From there, we got really kind of maniacal about figuring out what were the behaviors, the timely behaviors to support our key results that we needed uh, to achieve the results. And then Tim kind of touched on this at the end. We've been very consistent and persistent about uh, managing the cadence of our business like all good managers do. So we have a cadence of regular, sometimes daily, sometimes hourly, certainly weekly, monthly, quarterly interactions that allow us to scorecard our results and align those with our behaviors and our values. So with that, if you look at the results at USA Truck, uh, we've continued to put up record results quarter in and quarter out. Um, we think we've fundamentally changed the business. And the way that we've done that is through overhauling our culture and creating a winning culture. One of the things I used to say a lot is that people had learned to lose a USA truck. And now they've learned to win. And the idea generation that results from that level of engagement in our employees is off the charts. We have more ideas about how to be more profitable and make better opportunities for ourselves than we ever did before. And so it's just been a great kind of testimony to each of us that this is the right path and it's the right thing. So that's what we have for you today. Tim, it's been great chatting with you. Um, just like to thank everybody for listening and invite you to stay tuned for more. Thanks.